0: hey episode 143 tragedy we made a podcast at we made dot com. we made a podcast on all social media um man so sad to record this episode like this let me tell y'all what happened so y'all can just leave now but um so, Caesar and I, right, today is February 4th, 2020. Caesar and I recorded an episode together, episode 143, recorded a whole hour and a half episode. Now, while we were recording, something happened with the camera and it just like cut off. So I was like, what the heck just happened? That never happened before. So I unplugged it. It plugged it back and, you know, and then it pressed record again on the camera and it was fine. But what happened was that was about eight minutes in to the episode. But what happened was it turned the podcast mic off and then made it record into the camera mic, which sounds like garbage. So our whole uh, hour and 20 minutes uh episode audio was terrible and when we stopped recording and I looked at the audio file it looked crazy and I was like oh no um that happened to us one other time um the last champions league final that happened to us and we had to record the episode again and so uh, we were it's kind of exhausting to record a whole hour and a half episode and You can't really have the same energy and like things are spontaneous and fun in that moment. So this is like, you know what? I'll just go over this stuff by myself. I'm not going to torture Caesar with uh, having to record it again. So I'm just going to go over what we talked about in the episode. And I mean, because we did talk about some important things, but obviously it's not going to be the same as when me and Caesar recorded the episode because that episode was great. But it's gone now. Um, so we definitely started off the episode. Well, I guess I shouldn't do it like that. I should actually just, like, say what we talked about, since y'all didn't hear the other one. Um, it is our first episode during Black History Month. Here in America, February is Black History Month. I don't know where you're listening. We've had some international downloads recently in Brazil and Germany and Portugal, Saudi Arabia. Um... So I wanted to highlight some different people having to do with Black History Month in sports. And I would love for somebody to look up the person named Arthur Wharton. Somebody look up Arthur Wharton and uh, tell me what you find. I'm going to talk about some other people, but I'm going to leave that to the audience. Somebody look up Arthur Wharton. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, we made a podcast very easy. We made a podcast at Gmail. If you want to email us, you want it to be private, you can DM us, whatever. And tell us what you find when you look up Arthur Wharton. He has to do with soccer. It's important man. Um, also wanted to highlight some pioneers. Fritz Pollard, Bobby Marshall, the t- first two black players in the NFL, um, the first black person to play in the NBA, Nat Sweetwater Clifton. Um, and I'm pretty sure that was in the 19... No, I think the NFL guys were in the 1920s. So it's like a hundred years ago. Um, or one of them was. I think the NFL was 1920s. Um, and also wanted to highlight the pinnacle of black excellence in sports. One Pele of Brazil a monumental career and just a legend walking. Um, He's getting up in age and, you know, he's having some ailments. We don't know how long we're going to have him. But uh, Pele is one of those people that, like, you know, it's like Ronaldo, Messi, and Pele. Like, people know those names if they don't know anything about soccer. Um, And he's one of those names that's going to be, like, around forever probably because he's a legend and he won a bunch of World Cups and... He's always been somebody that's like um always been like a good character person, and um when Caesar and I were recording, I talked about a lecture I watched um a few years ago. It was a man who wrote a biography about Pele i don't know if it was like the autobiography, and he was like hanging around Pele whatever but um he was he spent some time with him maybe a couple of weeks or so. And he was talking about how, like in the beginning, it wasn't really easy to get him to kind of like open up about things. And then he mentioned how um, he showed that he showed Pele a picture of someone or something like that. And Pele was like, "Oh, I've met him." And he like kind of kept on talking about different like important people. And Pele was talking about how he met everybody. Was like, "Oh yeah, that guy's a nice guy." And it's just like rattling off these people that like Pele knew around the world. Um, and it was like really cool because he kind of realized like how everybody loves him and. You know, people don't necessarily think of blackness when they think of Brazil, but they should because like their most legendary player is Pele and they used to, his nickname was the Black Pearl. Um, But yeah, Black History, uh, why is Caesar calling me? Oh man, he doesn't realize I'm recording right now. Oh, screw it. I might as well just answer while I'm recording. Yes, sir. I'm actually recording the episode right now, but what's up? Oh, it's all the way flat. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, just try to fill it up really high and just, like, drive slow on their own, probably. That's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. That's weird. See if they got a cap in there. See See, see if they got a cap in there yeah all right all right that was caesar um got a flat tire oh uh, yeah this episode was ratchet i apologize but um yeah the pinnacle of black excellence caesar Souza and pele um okay what else did we talk about oh we talked a little bit about the um real madrid the uh madrid derby a little bit um not really that much um we just talked about how Uh, oh, Ernesto Valverde had an amazing game, and he's a baller, and I did a Valverde tracker. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, like all the pluses and minuses. It was two minuses that were in the first half, and the second half, he was phenomenal. And, um, that goal was really dope between Vinicius Jr., uh, Ferland Mendy to Benz. It was really dope, and, like, Atletico Madrid's garbage. Um, we also talked about PSG drama. Uh, what's going to be, oh, the other day when PSG played Montpellier at home, when Thomas Tuchel subbed Mbappe at, it was around the 60-something minute, they were up 5-0 already, if I'm not mistaken, Um, and Mbappe was, like, not having it, he went off, he was, like, very upset, and I really felt like, there, were, there was a bunch of different things going on, but Aside from Mbappe kind of lashing out in that way, which I don't approve of, I, I, my ultimate blame was on Thomas Tuchel because I feel like Thomas Tuchel is lazy. Um, that's a situation that you can mitigate way before. You're playing these league games, and you know that coming up, okay, so they play Montpellier on the, Montpellier on the weekend. You know you got not Tuesday, today, uh, February 4th. Then you got Champions League coming up in, like, a week or so. Like, you know, some, like, 10 days or whatever. You gotta let the players know, hey, if in these coming league matches, we get up by, like, three goals, I'm gonna start subbing out the players that I need the most. Tuchel's relying heavily on Neymar, Mbappe, Icardi, and Di Maria right now. And, like... To some extent, Sarabia as, like, the person that's going to come in if Neymar or Di Maria get hurt. Um, That conversation about, like, subbing a player out needs to happen way before, like, that moment. Mbappe shocked coming off the pitch, and I don't think that that should happen. Also, I think Mbappe didn't necessarily want to be, like, I, I don't think it was like, oh, you're subbing me out. As much as you're subbing me out and you're keeping Neymar in, because me personally, I don't really think Mbappe and Neymar really have the like relationship that they seem to have at this point. I think that they've been cool, but I think that Mbappe is kind of like, you know, Neymar hasn't been there in the critical moments, and you know, he Mbappe had his uh, thing about like wanting to have more responsibility. And Neymar also tried to leave in the summer, and and no matter what people say, and I and I know like Mbappe and Neymar, they celebrate together and things like that. They look like happy together, but things like that are going to stick with the player. Like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, you tried to leave, and also um, Neymar being able to leave for his birthday and being fake injured, or whatever. Also, take notice that Mbappe did not go to uh, Neymar's birthday party. He chose to go to Blazematweety's like fundraiser thing instead, and didn't go to the birthday party after. Um, not that, I mean, that sounds kind of gossipy, but like, I think that's a thing. Like even Cavani was at Neymar's birthday thing. So I think mbappe's kind of like, look, like I'm the man here, not him. And like, you're subbing me off when this guy doesn't even take it as serious as I do. And, but I think that that could have been mitigated by Thomas Tuchel if he wasn't lazy. And if he wasn't like, hey guys, like we got something important coming up in Champions League. I'm not going to risk that. Like, I know you guys scoring goals and getting assists and like getting highlight real goals is like very important for you. But it's not going to matter if we don't make it past BVB. Um, And y'all, and we saw that last season. When PSG didn't make it past Man U, like they collapsed at the end of the season. Like it was horrible. They lost 5 1 to Leo. So Thomas Tuchel is my ultimate blame for that situation. And um, yeah, I, I think it could have been avoided for sure. Um, <clears throat> what else did I say? Yeah, and I think Mbappe wants to have, I, I think Mbappe would love to win the scoring title again. And he's there's some competition. I think we sent Bignetta's top of the goals so far in the league. And like Mbappe and Neymar are kind of neck and neck, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um but I think Mbappe wants to win the scoring title. But either way, like we talked about it last episode or the episode before that, that it's um now or never for for PSG. Like this could be the summer where you've already pushed Cavani out the door Neymar Neymar's like, put tried to push himself out the door last season. And um, Mbappe is flirting with other teams. Like, the Mbappe to Real Madrid thing seems, like, very much bound to happen. But he's also kind of flirted with Liverpool a little bit. And he speaks good English. Um, I, like, PSG's got to be worried. Like, yo, if you don't win... Like, I feel like the only way they could keep Neymar or Mbappe is is by, like... At least getting to the final of Champions League. Like, at least. And, I don't know, we'll see. It could be like a mass exodus this summer. And, actually, I didn't mention this with Caesar, but um, I've heard some rumblings before about Qatar kind of ending their relationship with PSG. But I don't know about that. Um, Also, Barcelona drama... So, I'm not going to pull up the article because, like, it's not really that serious since we, you know, lost our episode. But, and this episode is probably going to be very short, obviously. Uh, we don't have, like, each other to bounce off of. Apologies. Um, Barcelona got some drama going on. What's his name? Eric Abidal came out and said that he basically kind of accused some of the players of not playing really hard. And he was also critical of Xavi, and it seemed like he was somewhat critical of Ernesto Valverde. The Xavi stuff doesn't really matter that much, but um, he came out saying, like, what he's... Like, criticizing the play on the pitch and insinuating, I guess, I'll say, to give him some credit, like, that players weren't playing hard for real. And Messi actually came out on Instagram to deny that, and he had a whole long post talking about... And, like... you know, posted screenshots of Eric Abidal's comments, saying that basically, in a nutshell, like, you know, I hate to have to do this, but you know, like, kind of like saying, like, you know, if you're in management, like, if you're in management, just do that and let the players play. And if you're going to speak about the players, like, say who you're talking about by name, because if not, then like people are going to put attribute that to all the players. Now, me and Caesar went off on this, and Caesar went off, like, big time. But, you know, Messi kind of saying, like, oh, say the players by name. Like, you know, you, you know Eric Abadal's not going to do that. Because if, if he's even talking about Messi, which I don't necessarily think he is, but if he's saying, like, yeah, even Messi's not. Like, if he said that out loud, like, it's over for him. Like, he's going to get fired, like, right away. And probably never get a job in football management again. But, um... You know, I don't, like, I don't know why Messi, well, I what I did say is, like, Messi coming out is kind of like the old adage, like, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. Like, you look guilty by coming out and speaking out against what Eric Abadol's saying. We've all watched Barcelona play this season, and they look bad. Like, even when they're winning matches, like, it doesn't really look like great football. Um, and I said that like a month ago like maybe to the day I think it was January 4th like Barcelona look boring and you know there's like, like the only person that looks dynamic is Messi even Ansu Fati whatever you guys want to say does not look dynamic um, these, he got some like two goals he got a brace the other day and it was like basically off of some amazing assists by Messi but it's drama and i'm sure messi doesn't want to be having to oh well, i'm sure he doesn't want to like see that someone that's inside the barcelona staff talking about the team playing bad but you know barcelona doesn't get criticized by the media for real and messi never does so i think for him it's like yo like i'm not going to take any criticism so i'm going to speak out against it and all these fans and all the media is going to be on my side which they probably are, but I'm not going to be, like, obviously here we're not going to do that. We're going to look at it objectively, and I think Eric Abadol has a point. I don't necessarily think he should have said it in the media, but, like, whatever. We're watching them play, and they look bad. And, and But you also never really want to question someone, a player's work ethic. But he was, like, you know, one of those, Eric Abadol himself was, like, one of them, like, grinding players, and if he's looking at a lot of guys walking around and just kind of being lackadaisical and lazy and careless mistakes, like it's going to make him frustrated because he bleeds Barcelona like he wants them to be the best. And them playing like that is just like you look, you know, second best in the league for sure. Um, and who knows what's going to happen in Champions League, especially after seeing two years in a row or three years in a row, them getting like trounced by teams even before the semifinals, most of them. Uh, but yeah, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. Oh, what else did we talk? We talked. We talked about some transfers. I'll, I'll go through them just so we can have a little bit of time on this episode. Um, let me pull these bad boys up. Make sure you're subscribed. Apologies for this episode again, um, but it wasn't our fault. So some transfers transfers that happened this winter: Nico Gaetan de leo on a free from Chicago Fire. Me and Caesar had a good time with that one. Um, <laughs> Igalo to Man Yu on loan from a team in China. I wish I were down. I just put from China. I got to stop doing that. Um, but it's from a team in China. Um, see, like, Igalo's a good player. I don't know, like, what he'll end up doing for Man U. But I think he's the type of center forward that can get something going for Man U and maybe have some good hold-up game. Hold-up game isn't really Rashford or Martial's um, forte. Igalo's, like, a big, strong uh, center forward. And I think he can do some good for them. We'll see what happens, though. Um, Kevin Prince Boateng on uh, loaned to Basquitas from Fiorentina. This is his 12th team. Uh, Yannick Ferreira Carrasco is finally back in Spain, uh, back on loan to Atleti from the, his team in China. What is it? Dalian something? Yang? Yelang, I forgot. But um, they definitely sold him up the river to that team because that team owns the Wanda Metropolitano. Like that It's like the Chinese team is owned by the Wanda Group, which like built Atleti's new stadium. So they definitely sold Carrasco up the the river and now he's back. And he did play against Real Madrid. Um, Florenzi to Valencia, on loan from Roma. Baller right back. Um, And he actually played the other day too. I forgot who they were playing, but I did see him come in the match. And uh, he's only 28 years old. I was actually shocked by that. And oh, and I wrote that he's only has he only has uh, 35 caps in his whole career. I've always thought Flynn's, Florenzi was a baller, and I'll never forget he had that crazy goal against Ter Stig in like half the field. It was a gangster's goal ever. Um, Danny Rose on loan to Newcastle from Tottenham. We also talked about talked about that a little bit. I remember a couple years ago when Danny Rose was saying like, oh, I'm tired of Tottenham having to like I'm tired of Tottenham buying players that you have to Google to find out who they are. He had also said in that interview. That he is like wants to finish his career in Northern England. I guess that's where he's from. Your boy Piatic is on uh, transferred from Milan to Hertha Berlin. I thought that was kind of crazy because they were talking about Piatic to like big teams. I, I feel like I saw him rumored to Barcelona and stuff like that. Um, Hertha Berlin is in 13th place in Bundesliga. One of four teams that scored less than twenty-five goals this season, and they haven't won the league since before Hitler was in power. So I'm like, damn, dog, like you really downgrade, even though like Milan sucks, but it's still like Milan, dude. Um, uh, Paco Alcacer to Real transferred from BVB, nineteen million. I guess Paco Alcacer kind of grown out of favor with Lucien Favre, even though even though he was balling out last season. I don't really know what happened with that, but um. He's in Villariano. Same colors, though. Bruno Fernandes to Man U. Big transfer. Probably the biggest transfer of the, season, of the winter transfer. $46.5 million. Um, I from Sporting Lisbon. I put that a midfielder cannot thrive at Manchester United. So that's a big mistake for him. Uh, Christian Eriksen to enter from Tottenham. Transferred for $17 million. I put that's bad business by Tottenham. They could have gotten way more than $17 million for him if they let him leave in the summer, Real Madrid was going to at least pay 40 for him because he's a good player and he's already been playing for Inter as well. Um, biggest transfer actually had them been to Real Vall- Vall- Valladolid. Um, he hasn't played since last season that ran had to men one of the, you know, biggest hypes out of France in a long time. Who just definitely just was like, eh, there's too much pressure trying to be good. Let me just like be regular and, see what I can do and he made a lot of money at PSG sitting around. Uh Jean Kevin Augustine how the mighty have fallen. This dude went from he was uh transferred to RB Leipzig from PSG. Then he got loaned to Monaco this season, first half of the season. Now he got loaned to Leeds United, literally playing in the championship. I'm like, "Damn, dog. Like you went from uh, a team competing for Bundesliga" Then to Monaco, who's, like, not doing that great this season, but damn. And now he went to a d- team in the second division in England? Rough. And finally, uh, Odriozola, uh, Real Madrid right back, he got loaned to Bayern. And then today he broke Ivan Perisic's ankle. Literally. Not like he shook him up, like he fouled him at training and broke his ankle. But um, I figured, I like Odriozola. Caesar likes him a lot, too. He's a good, he's a good right back. Um, but I guess Real Madrid has... Some cover it right back. They obviously start Denny Carvel Hall. Nacho can play right back, and Lucas Vasquez can play right back. Um. Okay. What else did we talk about? Oh, we were gonna re. Actually, you know what? The bright side of this episode getting lost, the original episode, is that we were going to. Well, I guess we didn't do it anyway. But if we had done what we were supposed to do. We were going to reconfigure all the uh, football federations, like the FIFA confederations. If we would have done that and then, like, go back to, like, have to do that again, like, that would have sucked. We actually didn't do it. I had only done half of the assignment and Caesar didn't start it. So we can save that. But I'm glad that we didn't do it and had done the whole thing (laughs) in the episode that was lost. Because it would have been at least a 30-minute segment and it would have made the episode two hours but uh we'll we'll save that for next episode. Um what else? Oh, we talked about the Super Bowl obviously. Uh Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers. I was actually thinking that the Chiefs were going to win because um my my kind of thing in uh American football is that usually the most explosive team wins. And that's basically what happened. Um it kind of took a while for them to come out. Oh, we uh, halftime show was pretty rough but I'm, I'm just joking it was fine but it was all zumba songs as i tweeted i don't know why that tweet didn't go viral but um yeah the super bowl was, i didn't really watch the super bowl I, I, I think i watched like maybe like three four plays total but um yeah the chiefs won Andy Ree got his ring and the xfl starts this saturday <laughs> But yeah, anyway, that's just like a short kind of outline of the episode that we had. This is less than 30 minutes, what I'm doing, but our episode was an hour and 30 minutes. But just a shame that the audio gets corrupted so bad if it goes through the camera mic, as opposed to the snowball mic, which is great, actually. But yeah... um, once again, we made a podcast at we made a podcast.com. We made a podcast on all social media. Make sure you follow C's on Twitch at we made a C's on Twitch and the homie, uh, the Mufasa's Taquitos. Uh, I'm sorry, X Mufasa's Taquitos on Twitch. He's grinding to a new season of Apex. And make sure you look up Arthur Wharton and get back to us. Let us know what you, what you find. And um, yeah. Talked about Black History Month and some good stuff. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I guess I'll play a song still. You're hearing 143 by Ray J. and Robbie Brackens. Ah, anyway, yeah, Holler, we made a podcast.